As promised, we have another wonderful interview with Hanshi Keith Teller, specifically about his champions boxing for people with Parkinson's. And are we psyched or what? We are psyched. Yes. I had a website for the champions, but we took it down because when COVID hit, I lost a lot of me- a lot of members. They closed us down as a dojo for three months mm-hmm. because of COVID. And I was teaching classes on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I still do a Zoom class with the champions for five people that are homebound because they don't, they don't drive. They're in their 80s. So wow. we do a 20 to 30 minute exercise and boxing program. And you, you personally run that? Yeah. Wow. This is Wildcat Dojo conversations. Welcome to the show. And I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Lannon. And thank you for seeing us again, Hanshi Teller. My pleasure. Actually, it's definitely our pleasure. It is. (laughs) (laughs) And this subject of um, boxing for people with Parkinson's is something that is very um, well known. My first question to you is, How did you decide to get the idea to do it? Well, in 2016, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And um, after the shock and a lot of research, there is a program through the Michael J. Fox Foundation called Rock Steady Boxing. Right. And I signed up to go up to the University of, um, I can't remember where they are. But anyway, I signed up to go and then they found out that I was a patient and they said, you have to have a caregiver come with you. I said, I don't need a caregiver to help me with anything. I drive, I cook, I clean, I, you know, I do everything. So they said, that's our policy. So I decided that I'm going to do something. And then it just so happens a couple of days later, a gentleman came into my dojo and wanted to learn how to box. And he said to me, the one problem I have is I have Parkinson's. So we shook hands. I said, welcome to the club. We were diagnosed a month apart. I just saw him last weekend at a Parkinson's symposium that I presented at. And um, he's still doing well. He doesn't come to the program anymore because he's having some, some back problems like I had. They have found through studies that rhythmic movement uh, boxing, dance, cycling, swimming, anything that is physical, like gives you rhythmic movement, will help you Parkinson's. We do a lot of work with balance. I have portable balance beams. We have the agility ladders that soccer players use. We do a lot of work with um, kettlebells, medicine balls, and, and lightweight dumbbells. Uh, we started about four months ago doing floor work. So we're working abdominal muscles. We're doing a lot of core work. And uh, most of the people come two days a week. And I have somebody that comes one day a week live and one day a week on um, Zoom. So if somebody wants to add a third day, they can come to the Zoom and the two live classes. We decided to go non-for-profit because it's a, it's a good way to fund the program. We had a couple of um, fundraisers before COVID through some pharmaceutical reps, and we raised quite a bit of money to buy all the equipment that I have for the program. And then I have a former karate student that is a um, educational computer program developer. 
he's done quite well for himself and he donated quite a bit of money to the program. Oh, and, that's um, amazing. We well, first had, had, had the class all, you know, wave to him on, you know, for a text message and th- thank him for it. Let me interrupt you, Sensei, and say, if somebody wanted to donate to your program, where would they go? They can go to um, GainesvilleDojo.com, and there's an email spot. They can email me a message, and we could talk that way. Okay, perfect. Does the Champions Boxing have its own uh, website? We did, but I took it down because I need to redo it. Us. But they do have their own Facebook page, but you can reach... Hunchy Teller through GainesvilleDojo.com. And just like ours, you click the email link. Very simple, folks. So please be generous. I have so many questions and I'm so glad you are doing so well. How are you feeling? Some days are better than others, but most of the time I'm doing pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Does the um, the rhythmic movement help a lot with the tremors? Yes. When I'm working, if I'm working a set of side, I have no tremor. If I put the one side down, I'm pretty much left-sided affected. Um, I have slight, slight, slight tremors on the right side, but the left side, when I'm tired or nervous or aggravated, the tremors become even more prevalent. But if I'm working with size, I figure that the nerves are firing on that side and it's keeping it busy so it's doing what it's supposed to do and not tremor, that, if that made sense. It does make sense. But I want to say for our audience, you're using the word SAI, SAI, which, folks, is a bladed weapon. So right. number one, am I correct? Right. Number two, you have always been known for your proficiency at that weapon. So for you to have a, a, a steel weapon that pokes in your hands at any given point in your life is completely safe, but that's not something you would do with a beginner at this point in their life when they come to you with their diagnosis of Parkinson's, correct? Right. That's just a personal story. Although I did love visual. I was like, (laughs) somebody sent me a link to a YouTube video of a um, Filipino martial artist working with a Parkinson patient with double sticks and the rhythmic of hitting one and the other. I think I'm going to start doing that with my class. That's just what I was going to say. What what weapons, if any, do you incorporate in? Just punching for right now. My main concern is balance. And um, that makes sense. Some of my athletes have taken some bad falls. I took a fall um, in my backyard. I stepped in a hole, the dog dug and lost my balance and landed on a patio block. Um, but <laughs> There was no permanent damage. It just, you know, looked like a, a night in the Brooklyn dojo. <laughs> in order to appreciate that comment, you have to go back and listen to the last episode. Exactly. And the, the first person who told me stories from back in the day did not make me envious to be there. <laughs> We've all had our share of bruises, but nothing like what you're saying. We, I've always sparred with gear, for example. So have I. Yes, so true. Is there a constant theme of of work that you do with the people in your program that target a specific area of their diagnosis? Depending on what level they're at, like I have a couple of people that use a walker, so they'll do their their whole class sitting in a chair. 
we, we have the portable water bags as well as heavy bags that hang. Mm-hmm. So they'll sit and hit. One gentleman's wife will spot him and he'll do the agility ladders. She'll hold on to his belt and he'll have his walker in one hand and he'll just step into the squares of the agility ladder. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we put um, the exercise bikes that you would sit in a chair and put your feet in. I have them up on the wall because you tend to get what's called frozen shoulder with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. The stiffness comes from not, not having enough movement in your life. So we probably do that once a week. I have them do a couple of minutes forward and a couple of minutes back. So their shoulders are nice and loose. Do you incorporate music for your rhythm or how do you get your cadence like for punching or or any of the uh, activities? Well, it's the rhythm of the count and it's also... They love Motown. Motown. Because that's the that's what we all listened to when we were younger. Um, I'm actually one of the youngest people in the program because most of the time you get diagnosed in the early to mid 60s. I was diagnosed at 58. Michael J. Fox was diagnosed in his late 20s. Yeah, but his, his association, the Michael J. Fox Foundation, has done some amazing work. Yes, I 100% agree. And he has really been the spokesperson for bringing this disease into the forefront and getting some really excellent scientific work done, as well right. as the work on how to cope better daily. Right. Also, taking the veil away from it being something not to talk about, that it's there and everybody should talk about it. And try to get help if they have it. Right. When I when I meet somebody and they find out that I have Parkinson's, the first thing they say is, I'm sorry. I'm like, why are you saying you're sorry? You didn't give it to me. <laughs> I said, we'd be in a whole different conversation if you gave me the disease. <laughs> I said, yes. I just want your support. Our language needs a word between sorry and sad. We need to invent that word because I agree with you. Oftentimes people say, I'm sorry, when what they really mean is this is a sad piece of news. Yes. But I'm going to push on with the the class is made up of obviously some sort of warm up and exercise. And then I've seen on your webpage the um, punching to the gloves, right? You know, the hand mitts. So why don't you do just a real quick description of what constitutes a class and then tell us what do you think is your student's favorite part? Because that's what I want to know. Uh, we start off with stretching, kind of like you do in a karate class. Uh, warm up the shoulders. We do some um, what's called lunge to balance. You'll mm-hmm. stand and put lunge to the side, bend your right knee, and then bring your leg up to a balance point. Um, then we'll move on to um, shadow boxing. Have them just do jab cross and then add the hook and then add the uppercut. And that's about four minutes of warm up. Then we put them on the heavy bag or we're doing some of the equipment. We have uh, balance beams, like I said, um, agility ladders. We have what's called RX pads, which physical therapists use a lot. They're pretty big blue foam pads and they, they make you really balanced because the ones I have aren't super stiff. So we do like toe tapping on them standing on them and just walking, get a nice rhythmic movement in the walk. 
when it cools off, we have a garage door on the dojo. So we're going to open that up and go for a walk with the class. Oh, nice. And do they have a favorite part? Is each individual person different? Most of the people like hitting the heavy bag. <laughs> Can't blame them. <laughs> I, I could agree with that. A hundred percent. Is that also what you like? Yeah. Well, my workout's a little different. I do my old partner in my last dojo is a was a certified rehab therapist. So he gave me a whole workout using TRX straps and kettlebells. So I do three days a week of TRX and two days a week of kettlebells and dumbbell work. So I'm a little bit different than the class. You know, at one point we would have 28 to 30 people in the class. So it was hard to work out with them. Uh, now we're down to eight to 12 and it's, it's mostly brand new people because a lot of the people have, have moved on. We lost a couple of people after COVID, not due to COVID, but just they had other health issues and some people have moved away. That happens. Yeah. Did you do a lot of research into building out this program or did you kind of try yes. different programs out? I went to every website there is on Rocksteady and, you know, boxing for Parkinson's. I'm a member of the American Parkinson Association. So I get a newsletter every month. And a lot of times they'll have a website you can go to. And because of that, I'll get a link on my Facebook page with somebody doing an exercise that I haven't seen before for the program. And I'll try it out in a class. And if everybody, you know, does pretty well with it, we'll leave it in the program. Wow. Are there places like uh, Shan's Hospital or any of the other facilities that refer their patients to you for this? Right. University Health, which was Shan's, uh, they have what's called the Fixel Center for Movement mm-hmm. Disorders. Yeah. And um, 99.9% of the people that come to me or have been referred by one of the neurologists at the Fixel Center. I gave a, a, a quick demo to all the neurologists and the head of the department about six years ago and told them about our program. And then all of a sudden we were getting flooded. So I'm hoping to build it back up again. And if I have to, I could add, you know, a midday, a midday workout. Mornings aren't really good for those of us with Parkinson's getting up and getting your body to move regular. It takes me about a good half hour to get normal or whatever normal is these days for me. Um, Then I'll have breakfast and I'll take the dog for about a three quarter of a mile walk. And then I will either go in the pool or, you know, just hang out. And then I'll go to the dojo every afternoon about three and two nights a week, I'm there till nine and two nights a week. I'm there at one night a week. I'm there till 730 and one night a week. I'm there till 630. Wow. That's now, Hanchi, in your program, do you use any meditation or visualization as part of it? We're talking about with the Parkinson's class? Yes. Uh, we do some breathing exercises because um, sometimes people get what's called frozen. You'll, you'll feel like your feet are in cement. And you, you can't move. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of the disease. So what I do is I tell the person, close your eyes, take three deep breaths, open your eyes and step. And if they take their mind off of it, nine out of 10 times, they'll, they'll start to flow again. Ah. 
That is awesome. At the beginning of the interview, you mentioned that you went to a symposium recently and you presented. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I have a flash drive with um, a lot of athletes doing different exercises, doing uh, hurdles, short hurdles, six and 12 inch, not the ones you see track and field people doing. We would end up running through them instead of jumping over them. (laughs) And then we had at that time, we had some PT students that would volunteer. So they saw pad work. They saw balance beam. And um, while the the video was playing, I was talking, explaining what was going on on the video. Got quite a good reception from the people. This was my second time doing, third time doing it. Last year, they were just coming out of COVID, and the woman who um, schedules speakers forgot to send me an email. So, you know, she was profusely apologizing. I'm like, Amanda, you don't have to apologize. So um, I had one one of my people at the dojo is a tech person, so I had all these video clips on my phone. So I downloaded them onto a computer and he put them onto a, a flash drive for me, which I have to do a new one for next year because there was nobody on the video that's still with me except for two people. Yeah, that makes sense. And was this symposium strictly for Parkinson's or for other things as well? It was mainly for Parkinson's. And was we it had about 50 people live and about 100 people on Zoom watching it? Oh, wow. The last time I did the symposium, the church room that we were in was packed, and it's the size of a full-court basketball court. Wow. That's a big one. There was about half the amount of people who were there in person, but since Zoom, it makes it a lot more comfortable for some people to be in a crowd. Was the event right there in Gainesville? Yes. And it's a yearly it's event? It's a yearly event. Next year, when it comes up, will you send me a link? Maybe I can tune in through Zoom. I'm very interested. So I know that this is a very serious subject, but I do want to finish by saying at some point in all your years, in your five or six years so far doing this, you must have at least one cute or funny story of something that has happened in training. Oh, I used to have this woman that would hold her breath all the time, and I'd have to go stand next to her and say, you got to breathe when you punch. <laughs> she starts punching and she yells out, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> that was one of them. We, we were also our own support group. The University I, I of Florida that. runs support groups uh, for people you know new to the disease. And then they have family support groups and so forth. But um I use the class as a support group at the beginning of class before we get started. You know, you'll hear everybody talking about, you know, they changed my meds and it's doing much better. Or I did, I do this at night or I do this in the middle of the day and it's helping me a lot more. So we're kind of our own support group because we're in the, we're all in the same boat. It is absolutely an amazing story. And I'm just, I'm so appreciative that you shared with us. Thank you for that. You're going to help a lot of people through all of this. And already have as well. Absolutely. Now, real quick, I want to do some contact information. To get in touch with Hanshi Teller about anything, please reach him through his website at the Gainesville Dojo, gainesvilledojo.com or on his Facebook page. To get in touch with us, reach us through Wildcat Dojo, pretty much all over the web. And 
Dojo Conversations at AOL and Wildcat Dojo Conversations on Instagram. Thank you for sharing that. I just don't think thank you is a big enough word. No, we appreciate you so much coming and sharing all this and really highlighting the amazing work that you're doing with your program. So thank you, sir. You're welcome. Also, on a personal note, it's really nice to see you. Good to see you, too. It's been too long. You're reading my mind. That's just what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm going to start traveling again in the fall. You know, Hunchy, they're supposed to have that bright line train from Orlando to um, no, South Florida. Idea. So we should keep looking and yeah. see when they, they open it, because that would not be a bad trip for you. Or for right. us coming up. We could make a little a little field trip for it. Right. That would be so exciting. I'm going to keep that one in my mind. In fact, I'm going to write it down. And on that note, guys, sadly, we're going to have to call this one. Uh, so it was a great episode, and we will see you next week. I just can't tell all of you how much I learned. I know you did, too. See you next week. And on that note, I'm going to sign us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations. All right, let's talk about it. Honor, Honor Athletics, Athletics, of course. course. You can call Cynthia at 770-945-5150. You can also reach her at honorathletics.com. And of course, don't forget to say Wildcat Dojo on checkout to get your 10% discount. Thanks to Cynthia for sponsoring us. And thanks to all of you who shop with her.